Chapter Five of Leave It to P. Smith. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Bellevue, Washington. Leave It to P. Smith by P. G. Woodhouse. Chapter Five p smith applies for employment p smith rose courteously as she entered my dear miss clarkson he said if you can spare me a moment of your valuable time good gracious said eve how extraordinary a singular coincidence agreed p smith you never gave me time to thank you for the umbrella said eve reproachfully you must have thought me awfully rude but you took my breath away my dear miss clarkson please do not why do you keep calling me that aren't you miss clarkson either of course i'm not then said p smith i must start my quest all over again these constant checks are trying to an ardent spirit perhaps you are a young bride come to engage her first cook no i am not married good eve found his relieved thankfulness a little embarrassing in the momentary pause which followed his remark inquiries entered alertly miss clarkson will see you now sir leave us said p smith with a wave of his hand we would be alone inquiry stared then awed by his manner and general appearance of magnificence withdrew i suppose really said eve toying with the umbrella i ought to give this back to you she glanced at the dripping window but it is raining rather hard isn't it like the dickens assented p smith then would you mind very much if i kept it till this evening please do thanks ever so much i will send it back to you to-night if you will give me the name and address p smith waved his hand depreciatingly no no if it is of any use to you i hope that you will look on it as a present a present a gift explained p smith but i really can't go about accepting expensive umbrellas from people where shall i send it if you insist you may send it to the honourable hugo walderwick drones club dover street but it really isn't necessary i won't forget and thank you very much mr walderwick why do you call me that well you said ah i see a slight confusion of ideas no i am not mr walderwick and between ourselves i should hate to be he is a very c three intelligence comrade walderwick is merely the man to whom the umbrella belongs eve's eyes opened wide do you mean to say you gave me somebody else's umbrella i had unfortunately omitted to bring my own out with me this morning i never heard of such a thing merely practical socialism 
other people are content to talk about the redistribution of property i go out and do it but won't he be awfully angry when he finds out that it has gone he has found out and it was pretty to see his delight i explained the circumstances and he was charmed to have been of service to you the door opened again and this time it was miss clarkson in person who entered she had found inquiry's statement over the speaking tube rambling and unsatisfactory and had come to investigate for herself the reason why the machinery of the office was being held up oh i must go said eve as she saw her i'm interrupting your business i am so glad you're still here dear said miss clarkson i have just been looking over my files and i see that there is one vacancy for a nurse said miss clarkson with a touch of the apologetic in her voice oh no that's all right said eve i don't really need anything but thanks ever so much for bothering she smiled affectionately upon the proprietress bestowed another smile upon p smith as he opened the door for her and went out p smith turned away from the door with a thoughtful look upon his face is that young lady a nurse he asked do you want a nurse inquired miss clarkson at once the woman of business i want that nurse said p smith with conviction she is a delightful girl said miss clarkson with enthusiasm there is no one in whom i would feel more confidence in recommending to a position she is a miss holliday the daughter of a very clever but erratic writer who died some years ago i can speak with particular knowledge of miss holliday for i was for many years an assistant mistress at wayland house where she was at school she is a charming warm-hearted impulsive girl but you will hardly want to hear all this on the contrary said p smith i could listen for hours you have stumbled upon my favorite subject miss clarkson eyed him a little doubtfully and decided that it would be best to reintroduce the business theme perhaps when you say you are looking for a nurse you mean you need a hospital nurse my friends have sometimes suggested it miss halliday's greatest experience has of course been as a governess a governess is just as good said p smith agreeably miss clarkson began to be conscious of a sensation of being out of her depth how old are your children sir she asked i fear said p smith you are peeping into volume two this romance has only just started i am afraid said miss clarkson now completely fogged i do not quite understand what exactly are you looking for p smith flicked a speck of fluff from his coat sleeve a job he said a job echoed miss clarkson her voice breaking in an amazed squeak p smith raised his eyebrows you seem surprised 
isn't this a job eporium this is an employment bureau admitted miss clarkson i knew it i knew it said p smith something seemed to tell me possibly it was the legend employment bureau over the door and those framed testimonials would convince the most skeptical yes miss clarkson i want a job and i feel somehow that you are the woman to find it for me i have inserted an advertisement in the papers expressing my readiness to undertake any form of employment but i have since begun to wonder if after all this will lead to wealth and fame at any rate it is wise to attack the great world from another angle as well so i come to you but you must excuse me if i remark that this application of yours strikes me as most extraordinary why i am young active and extremely broke but your er your clothes peacemith squinted not without complacency down a faultless fitting waistcoat and flicked another speck of dust off his sleeve you consider me well dressed he said you find me natty well well perhaps you are right perhaps you are right but consider miss clarkson if one expects to find employment in these days of strenuous competition one must be neatly and decently clad employers look askance at a baggy trouser leg a zippy waistcoat is more to them than an honest heart this beautiful crease was obtained with the aid of the mattress upon which i tossed feverishly last night in my attic room i can't take you seriously oh don't say that please you really want me to find you work i prefer the term employment miss clarkson produced a notebook if you are really not making this application just as a joke i assure you no my entire capital consists in specie of about ten pounds then perhaps you will tell me your name ah things are beginning to move the name is p smith p smith the p is silent p smith p smith miss clarkson brooded over this for a moment in almost pained silence then recovered her slipping grip of affairs i think she said you had better give me a few particulars about yourself there is nothing i should like better responded p smith warmly i am always ready i may say eager to tell people the story of my life but in this rushing age i get little encouragement let's start at the beginning my infancy when i was but a babe my eldest sister was bribed with sixpence an hour by my nurse to keep an eye on me and see that i did not raise cane at the end of the first day she struck for a shilling and got it we now pass to my boyhood at an early age i was sent to eton everybody predicting a bright career for me those were happy days miss clarkson 
a merry laughing lad with curly hair and a sunny smile it is not too much to say that i was the pet of the place the old cloisters but i am boring you i can see it in your eye no no protested miss clarkson but what i meant was i thought you might have had some experience in some particular line of in fact what sort of work employment what sort of employment do you require broadly speaking said p smith any reasonably salaried position that has nothing to do with fish fish quavered miss clarkson slipping again why fish because miss clarkson the fish trade was until this morning my walk in life and my soul has sickened of it you are in the fish trade squeaked miss clarkson with an amazed glance at the knife-like crease in his trousers these are not my working clothes said p smith following and interpreting her glance yes owing to a financial upheaval in my branch of the family it, i was not until this morning at the beck and call of my uncle who unfortunately happens to be an macro monarch or a sardine sultan or whatever these merchant princes are called who rule the fish market he insisted on my going into the business to learn it from the bottom up thinking no doubt that i would follow in his footsteps and evidently work my way to the position of a white-bait wizard alas he was too sanguine it was not to be said p smith solemnly fixing an owl-like gaze on miss clarkson through his eyeglass no said miss clarkson no last night i was obliged to inform him that the fish business was all right but it wouldn't do and that i proposed to sever my connection with the firm forever i may say at once that there ensued something in the nature of a family earthquake hard words sighed p smith black looks unseemly wrangle and the upshot of it all was that my uncle washed his hands of me and drove me forth into the great world hence my anxiety to find employment my uncle has definitely withdrawn his countenance from me miss clarkson dear dear murmured the proprietress sympathetically yes he is a hard man and he judges his fellows solely by their devotion to fish i never in my life met a man so wrapped up in a subject for years he has been practically a monomaniac on the subject of fish so much so that he actually looks like one it is as if he has taken one of those auto-suggestion courses and had kept saying to himself every day in every way i grow more and more like a fish his closest friends can hardly tell now whether he more nearly resembles a halibut or a cod but i am boring you again with this family gossip he eyed miss clarkson with such a sudden and penetrating glance that she started nervously 
no no she exclaimed you relieve my apprehensions i am only too well aware that when fairly launched on the topic of fish i am more than apt to weary my audience i cannot understand this enthusiasm for fish my uncle used to talk about an unusually large catch of pitchards in cornwall in much the same odd way as a right-minded curate would talk about the spiritual excellence of his bishop to me miss clarkson from the very start the fish business was what i can only describe as a washout it nauseated my finer feelings it got right in amongst my fibres i had to rise and partake of a simple breakfast at about four in the morning after which i would make my way to billingsgate market and stand for some hours knee-deep in dead fish of every description a jolly life for a cat no doubt but a bit too thick for a shropshire peasmith mine miss clarkson is a refined and poetic nature i like to be surrounded by joy and life and i know nothing more joyous and deader than a dead fish multiply that dead fish by a million and you have an environment which only a dante could contemplate with equanimity my uncle used to tell me that the way to ascertain whether a fish was fresh was to peer into its eyes could i spend the springtime of life staring into the eyes of dead fish no he rose well i will not detain you any longer thank you for the unfailing courtesy and attention with which you have listened to me you can understand now why my talents are on the market and why i am compelled to state specifically that no employment can be considered which has anything to do with fish i am convinced that you will shortly have something particularly good to offer me i don't know that i can say that mr p smith the p is silent as in shrimp he reminded her oh by the way he said pausing at the door there is one other thing before i go while i was waiting for you to be disengaged i chanced on an installment of a serial story in the girl's pet for january nineteen nineteen my search for the remaining issues proved fruitless the title was her honor at stake by jane emmeline moss you don't happen to know how it all came out in the end do you did lord eustace ever learn that when he found Clarice in sir jasper's rooms at midnight she had only gone there to recover some compromising letters for a girl friend you don't know i feared as much well good morning miss clarkson good morning i leave my future in your hands with a light heart i will do my best for you of course and what said p smith cordially could be better than miss clarkson's best he closed the door gently behind him and went out struck by a kindly thought he tapped on inquiry's window 
and beamed benevolently as her bobbed head shot into view they tell me he said that apodistra is much fancied for the four o'clock race at birmingham this afternoon i give the information without prejudice for what it is worth good day end of chapter five recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c